1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Thursday. We are one week away from the glorious NFL Draft. I cannot wait. We've got Dennis and Matt here with me today. We're going to have a nice quick episode. We are going to do a three-round rookie mock draft and see how much our opinions change on some of these players after we find the landing sp- or find out the landing spots here next week. Dennis, Matt, how you guys doing on this beautiful Thursday? Thursday.
2: I am having a fantastic day. Got out of the office a little bit today, got on the road, did a little driving, so I got to get out uh, driving the slush and the snow. It was actually, I thought it was raining, and then when I looked a little closer, it was big old slush flakes coming down. So, you know, it's 30 degrees in Ohio, but no, it was great to get out of the office and Kept moving around and came home. The wife made me an omelet and some waffles, which I was skinny enough to eat waffles more often.
3: <laughs> it's going uh, pretty good here. Not uh, not too bad of weather, and I get my second shot here in about an hour. So uh, feeling good right now. Twelve hours from now might be a little less uh, exciting.
1: Yeah, that's that's the that's the big one, right? Everybody everybody is worried about that that second shot, but. If uh if you haven't gotten them, go out there and get it. You know, I don't want to get too political here. I see I know a lot of people get all upset about that stuff, but but it's important for everybody. So rookie mock time. We're doing a twelve team three round super flex draft, and we will kick it off with Matt, who got the first pick. So go ahead, Matt. Who are you taking at one oh one? Yeah. What a coincidence. He
2: randomized them and he gets the first pick, huh? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's the easy pick, though, right? I mean, you know, that's not a, not a bad place to be. I think it's one or two is
3: fun. We also snaked it going through, so it's not like you got advantage all the time. But yeah. uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, obviously for Superflex, you're going to take a quarterback at 101, and you're going to take the guy who was the number one pick or who we think is going to be the number one
1: pick. Ah, he'll be the number one pick. I don't believe Zach Wilson's going number one. Zach Wilson goes number one. I'm gonna have a heart attack live on air. So that'll that won't be uh, that won't be fun for anybody. Uh, Dennis, I mean let's let's be honest. This is where the draft could get interesting. And there's a lot of talk about Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. There's some people who really love Trey Lance. So where are you going here at one two?
2: Well, I'm sticking to my board, and I there has been nothing happen in the off season that has changed why Justin Fields should not be one B. I mean, he's not two, he's one B. He's a tough son of a gun. We we saw that in the Clemson game when he got nailed in the ribs and went back in the game and and led the Buckeyes to a victory. You know, he – He's a very complete quarterback, and I think in the NFL, regardless of whether he goes to the Jets or San Francisco or, or the Falcons, you, you want great players on your team, and drafting Justin Fields at 102 and Superflex gives you a great player.
1: Yeah, he, he would be the pick for me as well. I, like, I've I've argued on many other podcasts, and I know I, hear, I have two here as well. Like I would argue Justin Fields is just fine to pick at one if you really want to go that route. I would do that in some of my drafts because I, I think he does have a higher fantasy ceiling than Trevor Lawrence, but we know all the hype that Zach Wilson's getting. He is likely going to be the number two pick to the Jets, so he's definitely in the conversation. Matt, would you agree with that pick? Would you go Justin Fields here too if you had randomized into the two spots?
3: Yeah, I would have taken Fields.
1: All right, so this is where I also think the draft can get very interesting, especially in rookie drafts. Uh, I am not that big of a believer in Zach Wilson. We did our QB ranks uh, probably about two weeks ago, and I talked about how he is my QB five. I just think he has a better chance to bust than all the other four quarterbacks. And I don't think that Trey Lance or Mac Jones, who I do feel comfortable I could get later, Uh, would go this early. I want that stud running back. I think you build your teams around running back. So I took Najee Harris here out of Alabama. He is the clear running back one for me. Uh, I like Javante a lot, but I think Javante and Etienne are are closer together than they are to Najee Harris. So I went Najee here at three. Uh, Do either one of you have an issue with that pick before we go to pick four?
2: No, I think in super flex, the argument can be made to go quarterback at three. Um, in dynasty, the argument could be made to go chase at three, and any of the top three running backs. I, I don't think it comes down to you, you can't make the argument that any of the three are bad. So at one o three, it just is what's your strategy because you've got good options. So there's yeah, and no, like. No argument.
1: Yeah, like I said, for me, it's just I, I like to build my team around running backs. If you were to take Jamar Chase here, I mean, I, I've, I've been on record saying if you were to take Kyle Pitts here, even not in tight end premium, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I think there's a lot of really good players in this first round. That I think there's there's not really a lot of ways you could go wrong with these next couple picks. And at pick four, I took Jamar Chase. We're snaking back around for those of you who didn't know, so I do have pick four as well. And this is where I took Jamar Chase. He's my wide receiver one. Uh, Devonta Smith is right there. You know, Dennis mentioned 1A, 1B for Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. That's how I look at those two wide receivers. It's Jamar Chase is 1A, Devonta Smith is 1B for me. Uh, The only thing that splits them for me is I I like Jamar Chase's size a little bit more. I think he's safer. I, I, I don't think Devonta Smith is going to bust at all. Uh, But I just think Jamar Chase, with all of his intangibles, is a tad bit safer, has a safer floor. So that's why I have Chase just a smidge above Devonta Smith. Matt, if you had the four pick, would you have gone Jamar Chase here? Would you have gone a different route?
3: Um, I actually had Pitts listed as my – you know, I went through and put them – I put one to 40 basically when I was going to start this. Um, I think positional advantage and especially where they're talking about him going –
1: Dennis, any issue there with one at one, four, you know, I, I think
2: this draft is probably one of the stronger first rounds I've been in. So once you get outside of the, you know, the bulk positions, so there's three running backs, there's four to five quarterbacks, depending on how you decide you're going to slice them up. There is only one tight end that's worthy of being up here. And the argument is is whether or not Devonta Smith belongs in the same tier as Justin Jefferson. If you wanna make that argument, I'm not gonna argue against it, do your thing. I, I think they're separated by a little bit because of the size advantage Chase has. So I, I don't have any issues with going Jamar Chase over one of the
1: quarterbacks or running back. All right. Well, that puts you on the clock here at 1.5. And who are you taking?
2: So this is one of I, – I made a couple choices based on the chatter we're hearing about draft, the, the actual draft. And this is one of them. I, I went with Travis Etienne. I think – Probably seven out of ten times, I might I'd be more likely to go Javante Williams here. But when I was going through this, I trying to decide well, what are what type of influences am I going to have uh, in the draft strategy here? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a look at at what I perceive the landing spots to be. So there are a lot of people who think. No running backs will be drafted in the first round. There are a lot of people who think only Harris will be drafted in the first round. But lately it's been coming on that a lot of people have been saying Travis Etienne will be the only back drafted in the first round. And so based on, I guess, the recency of the chatter around Etienne, I went ahead and went Travis Etienne at 105 over Javante
1: Williams. All right, Matt, that puts you up for the next two. You've got 1-6 and 1-7. Where are you going at
3: 1-6? So 1-6, I went with Zach Wilson. You know, Superflex, a starting quarterback, just has more value. Uh, it seems like almost certainly he's going to go to the Jets after they traded Darnold. They don't really have anything uh, behind him, uh, unless you're a big uh, proponent of them signing Brian Hoyer. So... Probably a lot of value there. And then I went with Pitts at 17. As I said, a kind of positional scarcity um, too and what the potential he has to produce at a position that is often tough for fantasy owners.
1: Yeah, I mean I said earlier I'd go Pitts as early as one three. I think you know everybody keeps talking about how he's a unicorn and I, I do believe that. I've I've been on record saying I think he has the best rookie season for a tight end. So I hope Heather that he Wilson. goes to a really good yes, go ahead.
2: So Fox, if you didn't have the two back-to-back
3: picks, would you have went pitts over Wilson at one oh six? I guess that sort of depends on your roster, but I if you're asking me if I look back to how I had him set down I did have pitts over Wilson
1: so interesting hey I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna argue I've Wilson as my lowest quarterback So well and I
3: agree with you there's potential for him not to be good I'm still not entirely sold on the Jets that would probably be one of the reasons that I have etienne lower than where Dennis took him because I think there's a very good chance It seems like the rumblings are he gets drafted by the Jets and I'm not ready to go all in that that's a great spot yet.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I, I hear you on that. I, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, everybody keeps comparing him to Unicorn. And I do think that that's, uh, that's fitting. Uh, but Zach Wilson is the third QB off the board here. Dennis, would he be your third QB if you were in this spot or would you have gone Lance or Jones?
2: I, I think I'm, I'm going Lance over, over Wilson.
1: All right. Yeah, I I agree with you. And that puts you up at 1-8. So where are you going at 1-8, Dennis? Well, you know, I've had
2: a pretty good draft so far. I've got Justin Fields. I've got Travis Etienne. Uh, You know, there is some separation. Javante Williams is probably closer to Etienne and Harris. Some Many have Williams as the, the best back in the class. Uh, and, and I don't find a lot of arguments against that. I think Williams is going to be really good. But but as time has gone on, I've started to be able to put to rest the whole uh, BMI argument against Devontae Smith. I mean, literally, that's the only argument that people have is, man, he weighs 165 pounds. Yeah, he does. It is what it is. No, I don't expect him to go to the NFL and put on 25 pounds. He's probably going to play his entire NFL career in the 170s, however long it may be. He will, however, um, be good. And if he goes somewhere where they, they can use him adequately, you know, I don't think he's a guy you send in the middle a lot where he's going to get hammered by, Linebackers and safeties play after play after play, help put him in space. He makes his he makes plenty of his own space, but help put him in space as well. Um, I went ahead and went Devonte Smith at one hundred and eight.
1: You're muted. Sorry, I was, I was trying to look at some players I have on the board here. So, I uh, yeah, I, he's my 1B, so I have no argument there. Matt, any issues with him going to Devonta Smith here?
3: Uh, no, I think, you know, as we talked about before, the Smith-Waddle-Bateman, um, for me it's probably going to depend on where they end up landing, but I think that's a great pick.
1: All right, so that puts me up at one nine and one ten. And at one nine, we talked about it a little bit earlier. When Matt went Zach Wilson, I would have gone Trey Lance, and that's who I took here. I think he's got incredible upside. Unfortunately, you're likely, likely waiting at least a year. He, I don't think he's quite NFL ready, but he has the potential to be a really good quarterback. So I'm taking Trey Lance here at nine. And then at one who
2: ten.
1: Who's that? Dak
2: Prescott. He was a fourth-round pick. There was a lot of, I think, he did have some off-field stuff that pushed him down some. He wasn't going to go as high, I think, as Lance is by any stretch. Yeah. But he came in and did it from a, you know, not necessarily an NFL get players ready kind of school. So there I feel like there may be a little bit of Dak Prescott here, and he could surprise and come in and be the guy from day one.
1: I mean, I I wouldn't hate it. I think he's very good. The difference, I think, with those two is Dak was still a starter, though, at Mississippi State for multiple years where we haven't – Trey Lance hasn't been given the opportunity because of COVID last year, and he hasn't really thrown a ball because practice – I mean, you can throw the ball and practice all you want, but everybody always says it's those live game reps that really matter, and he hasn't gotten that, and that's the one thing that scares me is how much – and how ready is he going into the NFL? I I, don't, I wouldn't say that he can't be. If he ends up with the right team with a good offensive coordinator that's going to help him early on and kind of slowly work him into things, kind of like they did with Dak. It wasn't all on Dak with the Cowboys. They leaned heavily on Zeke, and then they started working Dak more and more. And we've seen his progression over the co- past couple of years. He's become a really good quarterback. And I actually think that could work out really well for Trey Lance. But you're also talking about him going – at least I think likely not falling out of the top 10. And with that being said, I don't know of a ton of landing spots. I trust him going in those top 10 uh, for those offenses to do that for him. So that that does, that does part worries me a little bit. Uh, but then at 10, I went Javante Williams. He's my running back, too. Um, You know, a lot of talk that the Steelers might take him or Najee. Uh, I, I, I said it when we talked about our running backs. He's a guy that I, I don't really think it matters where he goes. Now, that being said, if like Dallas draft him, he's screwed. But if he goes somewhere where he's given a shot to be a starter, even if there's another running back like a Miami where they have Miles Gaskin and Salvan Ahmed there. I, I think he still works out really well with those guys with the way he's a very good power runner. He he can catch the ball as well, but he is a good power runner that I think uh, he'd be just fine there and work out really well. Uh, before we finish out the first round here with Matt and Dennis's pick, I'm sorry, Dennis and then Matt's picks, uh, do you guys have any issues with those last two?
3: Not one bit.
1: Matt? Any thoughts? All right. Well, That, that be- makes
3: sense to me. I, I have him um, as RB2 uh, also. And, you know, Superflex, I think we're going to see likely five quarterbacks go in the first round of the NFL draft and likely five quarterbacks go in the first round of rookie drafts.
1: All right. Dennis, that puts you up here with your last pick in the first round. So
2: here I started to revert back to get – you know, build your build your dynasty team with young wide receivers. Uh, in the second round, maybe you go and start to stockpile running backs because you just don't know for sure who might hit. So I ended up uh, going with Jalen Waddle. You know, I I feel like he's better than Henry Ruggs. Maybe some similarity to their game. Waddle's fast. Waddle can do. Uh, a lot of things on the field, so getting Jalen Waddle at the one eleven, I think, is a bit of a steal.
3: Good pick. Uh, so to close right, out, I you to, to close out the first round. So if you have pick twelve, um, either you traded back in because you have a need, or. Hopefully you're the league champion. I took Mac Jones, um, you know, super flex, quarterbacks are premium. Getting a guy who could go somewhere and be one of those starters or be in a good situation, I think, gives you a little bit of an advantage. And then as we wrap around and I start uh, round two, um, I – Thought about this a little bit uh, about how you would do if it was a real draft. So, if I had pick 101, I'd have 201. I took, a, as the 101 owner, I took a quarterback. So, thinking about other needs, um, you know, we've discussed beyond the top three running backs who we've seen go off the board. That's not a great position. We talked a little bit about beyond the top one at tight end. It's not a great position. So, I went with my uh, wide receiver four, which is Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I like Bateman a lot. I he feels to me
2: like he could be just a tad more explosive. Now he's not explosive, but maybe a tad bit more explosive Tyler Boyd. You know, just he's got got good size, can can get the ball, but I think I feel like he may be just a little bit more dynamic than Tyler Boyd. And and we've seen Boyd be a solid fantasy asset. So having getting Rashad, Bate, it was between Bateman and Waddle for me, at, at the one eleven, and and so I, you know, I don't have any issues with the pick at two hundred one at all.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of drafts is going to come down to like Bateman, Waddle, and either a Eli- lot or the Moore brothers. They're not really related, but Elijah Moore and Rondale Moore. Like, I think that's the group that a lot of people are going to be debating with. You know, I I agree with what you said on Bateman there. It's it's. He's such a good wide receiver, but he's just not like he's not great at anything. Right. Like he's not that explosive and he's not big enough to be like that possession receiver either. But he's really good at both of them. He's just not great at either one of them. So it's going to be interesting to see how he transitions to the NFL. And I, I do think landing spot will matter for Rashad Bateman more than maybe a waddle because of his speed and what he can do.
2: Wasn't that kind of the same argument against Tyler Johnson last year is that he's good. He's just not great at anything.
1: Yes. And that scares me a little bit. I was actually listening to, um, uh, what is his name? I'll have to find it. I'll look here in a minute. Um, there was an NFL draft guy. He, or not draft, he was a former running back and he was talking about how he viewed these wide receivers. And that's what he brought up about Bateman today. Actually, I was listening to it while I was waiting to pick up my kids was that he's worried that Bateman is just like Tyler Johnson. So he doesn't think he's going to be where a lot of us or where a lot of fantasy people and everything value him in the draft. Cause all of us are talking about him. It's like, I think the lowest I've seen him is like 10 and, and that's still pretty good, especially in how deep this class is. And, There's nobody – I mean, granted, there was a lot of us who liked Tyler Johnson. I don't think uh, anybody had him in their top ten, but there's a lot of people who still really like Tyler Johnson. If he ends up becoming a Tyler Johnson, that's – I don't know how that translates for us.
2: Well, but I don't know how to to characterize becoming a Tyler Johnson because to me, becoming Tyler Johnson means you're behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So if you're – I mean, I get it. The cream rises to the top, and if you're – great coming in as a rookie. You should get opportunity. However, it's Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I mean, they're not, it's, it's not,
3: you know, Denzel Mims and uh, Jamison Crowder. Well, and then they added Antonio Brown to block his path and uh, Scotty Miller, you know, ended up popping in there. He just unfortunately went to a place where they had an embarrassment of riches.
1: Yeah. Emery Hunt. That's who was talking about it. I had to go look and see who it was again. Emery Hunt. So, yeah, I, I agree with that part of it. But I, and Tyler Johnson has flashed. He was really good in the playoffs. He made a couple of very good plays in, um, in, in, during the regular season. But I don't think, I think it would be fair to say, even if he was like a tie, ty- if he was Tyler Johnson, it would be a little bit disappointing in the fact that we, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure all three of us have him in our top five or six. And so that's not what we expect Tyler Johnson to be. When I say I have him, I have him as my wide receiver five. So at my wide receiver five, I'm expecting him to at worst be like a high-end wide receiver two. And I so, don't know if Tyler Johnson's ever going to be that.
2: Well, how do you think last, you know, going the, between the 19 season and the 20 draft, Tyler Johnson made some really terrible decisions. Yes not you know not going to the senior bowl not working out this tyler johnson made some piss poor decisions whether going back and taking advantage of the opportunities and showing what he could do would have helped him have better draft capital we're, we're never going to know yeah. but he did shoot himself in the foot about three times in that offseason process
1: that is true and i don't think cuz what did he go fourth or fifth round to the I think to the bucks fifth round, it was late I do think if he would have gone and participated, I think part of it was probably, you know, I think he should have gone. I think it was the East West Shrine game where he was invited and said he was going to go. And then like at the last minute pulled out, I know he wasn't invited to the senior bowl because there was some quote unquote off field issues with him or something. So I, um, If he would have gone, I think he probably could have increased his draft value some. I I don't know how much, but I I like both those picks, especially the Mac Jones pick. Again, I I really think Mac Jones is going to be really good. I've talked about he has a chance to be a Kirk Cousins, and I know a lot of people look at that negatively, but Kirk Cousins is a very good QB2 like every single year and if you're getting a QB2 especially in super flex formats at your last pick in the first round that's that's really good value because that not everybody has Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers' had a really good year this year. Not everybody has a Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen as their top two quarterbacks in a super flex league. You've got to have some of those second tier quarterbacks and getting a guy like Mac Jones young in his career, I think is is a really great move there at one twelve. So that puts Dennis Dennis you up at two, two, who are you going here at two? Well, one of the fast
2: risers in this class at wide receiver has been Elijah Moore. Um, He's got, he's not a terribly big guy, but he seems to do all of the, Route stuff. He he's dynamic uh, as far as um, change of direction and, and has really good speed. You know, he didn't get a ton of. You know I think what he was at Mississippi was that was Kellen Mond his quarterback there.
1: Uh no that no, was a Max Ral he was at Ole Miss oh. yeah Mond's at a Texas A&M.
2: Oh that's right uh, that that maroon uniform got me. So I, I like. Uh, Elijah Moore could be the riser in this class that comes out of the second round of rookie drafts with early day two draft capital or possibly even day one draft capital and and surprises by stepping up and taking a job uh, if he goes to the right spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the guy that uh, a lot of people are rumoring is going to get drafted somewhere in the back end of the first to to a team that really wants a slot-wide receiver. I think... For me personally, Rondale Moore is a tad bit better as a slot wide receiver, but he has the injury issues that we know Elijah Moore really doesn't. So I don't think this is a bad pick at all. I expect Ron- Elijah Moore to go somewhere, especially if it's not a if it's not a super flex draft. I would not be surprised if he's not drafted at the end of the first round. Uh, but this is definitely the range I would take him as well. Seems to be, um, you know, a, I think he's going to be a really good player. Matt, that puts you up on the clock. Is that correct, or is it? You it's know? you. Me up and then I, so a two three, I'm taking Rondale Moore, who I have as my wide receiver for, and I do expect him to fall. There's a lot of talk about his size, he definitely has the injury issues. So, I do think you're taking a little bit of a shot taking him at this point, but with his upside, I think it's just massive. And if he ends up with the right team, you know, I keep praying and hoping he can end up going to like the Packers or a team that's going to use him the right way a team that needs a slot wide receiver. I think he's going to be dynamic and, and to get him here, two, three, I love. And then at two, four, I wanted to make sure I got some running backs and I think that tier really drops off after those top three. Uh, we talked about it on the running back show. Like I have Kenneth game was my RB five, but there's not much in between those four to eight guys for me. Those, those next four guys are really close. Trey sermons in that group, Michael Carter, you know, I really like Khalil Herbert It's still in that group as well. Kenneth Gainwell, I think, has the safest floor for me out of all those guys because of what he can do in the receiving game. I know he's not quite the dynamic runner that like a Trey Sermon is, or at least not a power runner, but he's good enough runner, and I think what he has and brings to an NFL team with his receiving ability makes him have a safe floor, especially if he lands on a team that knows how to use him the correct way. So those are the two picks I went before we go to Dennis at 2'5". Any thoughts about those last two picks?
2: You know, I like Rondale more, but I just can't shake the feeling that he's going to be a really good NFL player and a super disappointing fantasy player. Fantasy. He's going to, he, he feels to me like he's going to be uh, a first couple years of Curtis Samuel where you see these flashes, you see him do some things. And then you don't see it again for six weeks or eight weeks. Yeah. And, and they they don't game plan. The offense doesn't game plan for him. And he ends up with, a. you know, I can see three years from now, you're sitting around going, just give me Jamison, prime Jamison Crowder numbers out of the slot. If, I, if you can give me wide receiver three numbers out of the slot, please justify me taking you where I did three years ago. I could be way wrong. He's he's he is dynamic. He is athletic, but that's my that's my thing I can't shake.
1: I I agree with you one hundred percent. It's he's the one guy I've said in my top wide receivers landing spot will change my opinion on him very quickly because he's got to go to the right offense.
3: Well, and I I think too when you're you're looking at where these spots would be the top of a round, probably teams that weren't great. You you want to take some swings that are going to help you get better. And I think both these players have some potential upside and it's going to make sense, uh, you know, for teams in that spot to make that move.
1: And there was one player that I had, um, I, I back and forth with on, on my, on my two, four pick. And I, it is Trey Sermon and Dennis, who are you going at two, five?
2: I am going the aforementioned Trey Sermon um, Sermon drops for me some because of his injury history but he's a good all around back he's, he's not a long speed uh, guy he isn't going to get to you, you know he he's not going to break off an 85 yarder he'll break off a 50 yarder uh, you know but if there's if he has to go 25 more yards he's getting caught from behind um, he's got good power he's a good receiver So long as he can get the uh, pass protection going, uh, I I think he's going to be a good fantasy asset. For me, if the Steelers decide to go to wait on a running back, I feel like in round three, Sermon is the kind of back that they would draft and bring in, and he takes the starting job uh, right from the get-go. The question then is, can he stay healthy, or is he just another James Conner? So I, I like Sermon, but he drops for me because of uh,
3: concerns about his health. Yeah, I think that's a that's a decent pick and a good upside pick, um, especially where it's landing.
1: Yeah, like I said, he, he was the one that I was debating back and forth between, and, and he's someone where if he goes, like, say – The Steelers decided to go offensive line in the first round to shore that up, and then they take a Trey Sermon late second. I mean, I might move him up past Travis Etienne, especially if Etienne goes to the Jets, because I think Sermon fits that Steeler offense perfectly with what they asked for running back. He's just going to – he's one of those guys I've talked about. I don't care about that breakaway speed. If you're giving him the ball and he's getting three or four yards every carry, he's going to compile those fantasy points for you, and that's all I care about. Matt, that puts you up here at 2-6, right? Are we yep.
3: already at 2-6? 2-6 and 2-7. So these are probably teams that are in the middle of the pack uh, in their, their league. Um, with both these slots in the first round, I want a quarterback and a tight end. I think the value here is probably these wide receivers. So at uh, 6, I went with Terrace uh, Marshall. Um, I've seen a ton of mock drafts that have him going to Baltimore. It may not be the greatest, but probably gives him a chance to be on the field and get targets, uh, which is what you're um, looking for. And then I went with Amon Ross, St. Brown, um, who's a, a receiver prospect that I like in this range.
1: Yeah, I like both of those. I mean, obviously, Terrace Marshall, if he goes to the Ravens, is gonna it's just going to be interesting because obviously Lamar – Although people will tell you he's a very accurate thrower. I don't I, I think he's probably middle of the pack in the NFL. And, and Terrace Marshall also struggles with drops. So I'm a little bit worried if Lamar doesn't hit him perfectly and he drops the ball that might hurt him a little bit. But I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's a guy who's kind of getting overlooked in this class. He's a very good all-around wide receiver, and I think we'll, especially if he lands in a good offense, should be a guy that that could rise up the boards here for for a lot of people. Dennis, that puts you up at two oh eight. You have any thoughts on six and seven before you give us who you win at 208
2: no i think they they would have been my next ranked players uh especially at wide receiver um at this point i'm starting to play a little bit of chicken uh initially my thought was take fryer and then i was like no I'm, I'm you know this in this thing where we're picking every third pick it's like i'm like man i'm gonna wait one more shot i'm gonna Take take one more chance and see if Friar Muth drops to me. And here's another pick where I was looking at current NFL buzz. So in the fantasy world, we're not high on Kadarius Tony. You know, by and large, fantasy analysts are going. I just don't see it. But NFL draft analysts keep mocking Kadarius Tony into the first round, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna play the draft capital game here and I'm going to go with Kadarius Toney out of Florida. Uh, you know, if he gets first-round draft capital and I'm getting him at, the, at 208, that feels like stealing.
1: Yeah, he's he's the one. It's just hard to – I think a lot of people are negative on him because of the fact he did nothing until this year, right? Like he he really kind of broke out that senior year with Kyle Trask. Florida had that amazing offense, and they're a little bit worried about him. But we've seen in the past that the NFL has been higher on some of these wide receivers than we are. They've worked out. Sometimes they haven't, and vice versa. We've been really high on these wide receivers the NFL thinks are horrible and then they don't work out at all either. Sometimes it does. So it's a very interesting uh, interesting kind of back and forth there. What makes Kadarius Tony very interesting is you have a lot of people say draft capital matters, and everybody's talking about him getting really good draft capital. So if he gets drafted at the end of the first round – you're getting a wide receiver at the end of the first round of the NFL draft here at 208. That's pretty good. My comp to Kadarius Tony has been. Henry Ruggs from last year's draft. Like I think what you said about Rondale Moore is kind of what my thoughts are on Kadarius Tony. I think he's going to be a really good NFL wide receiver. I'm not sure what he's going to be for fantasy. I think he is a great field stretcher. He's going to do a lot of things for the NFL side, but maybe not be that fantasy guy that we hope he could... Well, I guess no fantasy analysts are really hoping because not that many guys are high on him, but maybe that the NFL thinks that he'll be. Uh, so that puts me up at 9 and 10, and with my... Earlier picking the first round here at night, I went uh, Trey Lance, so I, I knew I didn't really have to reach for quarterback. There's a couple running backs here in this area that I was thinking about with Michael Carter and Jamar Jefferson, but I still really like Tylan Wallace. He's very, very high on my board. So I went ahead and went Tylan Wallace here at Oklahoma State. Very good. He plays above his above his size. When you watch him play, you think he's a 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guy. He's only six 6'4" incredible catch radius, really good at contested catches. And I think he's a really good route runner as well. So Tylan Wallace here for me. And then at 210, I'd gone Javante Williams. Not early enough here, I think, for me to go quarterbacks. I really think those top five guys are really the only ones for me. Uh, and and running backs were an issue here too. But with tight ends, it's getting close to that area where tight ends were a bit going to fall off the board, in my opinion. So I went Pat Fryermuth here. Uh, cause I, I didn't think he would fall much further. So I went ahead and grabbed him, uh, Dennis, that puts you up here at 11. What are your thoughts about those last two picks?
2: Well, Friar Muth would not have fallen past 211. That's for sure. <laughs> you
3: just broke Dennis's heart. is what
2: he's telling <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I want to be in on t- Tylan Wallace. Uh, I do, I, I, Again, he's one of those guys that I have something in my head that I just can't shake. And I don't know whether or not it's really relevant. So, you know, he tore his ACL. And I guess his twin brother tore his ACL three times. So, you know, there are genetics that come into play. Like my dog tore up his knee. And when we spent the money to get get it repaired, the doctor basically said, I'll see you somewhere in the next uh, 12 to 36 months when we have to fix the other one. And and so, and literally 11 months later, the other knee went. Um, So there is some concern for me that he's going to end up uh, tearing that other ACL. You know, he he doesn't, I, I don't think he's, he doesn't win with speed. He is a good route runner and he's not big, but he does play tough. So I don't hate the Wallace pick, and I could see a lot of situations where if I went, you know, running back early and, and wide receiver early, or if I got a lot of second-round picks and I'm, a, I'm taking some shots, uh, I could see taking some shots on Tyler Wallace. I don't hate the value at all.
1: All right, well, that puts you up here at 211. Who are you taking?
2: So at two eleven, I went ahead and went dipped back into the running back pool with Michael Carter. Um, You know he what? I think he caught fifty. No, that was Gainwell that caught fifty one passes last year. Uh, Carter did catch a bunch of passes. He actually outrushed Javante Williams last season, but Williams went you know tripled him up on the touchdowns. And they both were good pass catchers. Uh, I I like Carter. He's not big, uh, but he is stocky. He's sturdy. Uh, I, I saw something uh, the other day. It might have been uh, something from Kent Lee Platt at uh, the RAS uh, uh No, because he doesn't use BMI. There's so, uh, Michael Carter and Najee Harris have the same BMI. Just One is just a big, big dude and one is not. Uh, yeah. So I went ahead and took a shot on Michael Carter two eleven. I think the value is great there. He may, you know, running backs, he, he could end up being a zero RB running back darling. Good good pass catcher that's going to get you, you know, 45, 50 passes and 350 yards rushing in a season and be a flex guy. and Or he could end up uh, stepping in a couple of years and being the guy.
1: Uh, So Michael Carter caught 25 passes this year, 80 over his college career, which is a lot. Uh, Not a lot of running backs even get upwards of 30 in their entire career. So 80 catches in your entire college career is quite a lot of catches. Matt, that puts you up here to round out the second round at 212. Who are you taking?
3: Yeah, kind of the same thought and idea going for value, looking at running backs. I went with Jamar Jefferson, um, a guy I know both you and I like. <laughs> is that the fist of
1: fury or are you Is It happy? is. I was really hoping that he would fall into the third round.
3: <laughs> I figured too, you know, somebody at the bottom of the round, as we talked about, probably was the champ in their league, got a good value in Mac Jones. Now you're kind of stockpiling guys, uh, you know, taking chances. When I ra- uh, move on to top of the third round, um, You know, in that spot, we've already taken uh, Trevor Lawrence, Rashad Bateman. You're kind of looking for upside. I went with Brevin Jordan, tight end out of Miami. I know you and I have talked about if he lands in the right system, gets the right opportunity, has a chance to really pop tight ends, tough position. I thought that was a, a really good lottery ticket in the third round of a rookie draft.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I know this isn't tight end premium, but getting a guy like him, I've, I've mm-hmm. said, if he lands in the right offense, I think he, him, Friar Muth, and Pitts are all immediate top 12 tight ends. Uh, that, that position is very scar- scarce as we've talked about uh, a lot. And I think he's got a lot of, you know, we talk, I've talked about him being like a John New Smith type. We've seen, the excitement out of John Smith at times, but Tennessee never used him the correct way. And I think if he goes to the right offense, Brevin Jordan could be that. Now, I mean, I love Jamar Jefferson. I mean, he's my RB4. So to get him at 212 is just – it's ridiculous value, in my opinion. He, he is very much with Michael Carter, Kylan Hill, Khalil Herbert for me that, like, they could fill in easily and be RB2s for all. I don't know if they'll ever be full-on starters but they could be guys that bring you a lot of fantasy value especially if they're in some time so he's one of the guys I really like Dennis that puts you up here at 302 who you taking so this was spot
2: I'm sitting here and lamenting my second tight end snipe (laughs) Um, I was taking Brevin Jordan Uh, having Jordan fall there Brevin Jordan is to me, kind of similar to uh, Jordan Reed, same kind of size, good pass catcher. Um, you know, I definitely think he's more of the move tight end at, at you know six two and a half, and what is he two thirty five or something? It's not yeah, super right. big. So I, I liked uh, I, I liked Jordan and was hoping I could snag him at the three oh two. Alas, I could not. Um, and so then I went and, and dipped back into the running back pool one more time. And went with Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State. Uh, you know, Hill is a backs what six foot six one to two hundred twenty pounds. Um, had a great year uh, in twenty nineteen. Rushed for over twelve hundred yards. Looked really good. Mike Leach came in. Uh, things were looking like they might be good. Caught twenty three passes in three games. But Leach just doesn't run the ball. And and you know for what. It, Finally, Hill's like, screw this. I'm, I'm opting out. I'm going to go get ready for the NFL. Uh, but he did show that he could catch the ball with 23 catches in 10, uh, three games. So uh, at 3.02, the potential to get uh, – you, you know, he's one of those guys. He almost reminds me because of his size uh, and, and showing the ability to catch the ball and being a decent runner – You know, he's a little David Johnson-esque,
1: I think. Yeah, I think this is great value on Hill here. He's a guy who it's hard to evaluate him because he's been really good and then I don't want to say bad but not great at times, but I do think he helped his stock a lot this year and coming back and showing how good of a receiver he could be in that leech offense before opting out. Uh, He's definitely a guy I could see being like one of the sleepers in this class, goes to the right offense. He, He can run the ball. He can catch the ball and could be, you know, I remember that year David Johnson came out there. He was going at the end of the second, early third in a lot of rookie drafts and look what happened to him. So if Kylan Hill could definitely be that David Johnson of this class, that puts me up at three, three and three, four. And I felt like it was finally time to kind of take shot on a quarterback. I did not go quarterback earlier. I went Najee Harris uh, with that first pick and then Rondale Moore, And I went Kellen Mond. I'm not that big on Kellen Mond. He is my QB7 behind Kyle Trask. But the NFL seems to really like Kellen Mond for some reason. We talked about earlier, if he gets that second-round draft capital, there's a chance that he may be a starter. It's a super flex league. If he goes out and starts, even a la Jalen Hurts and has a couple good games, and then you can move him for a second-round or first-round pick the next year, I think I just – stole him in this draft getting him as a third round value so I decided to go kill him on there uh, and then with the next pick I went Khalil Herbert the running back out of Virginia Tech uh, Went Kenneth Gainwell earlier with that pick and uh, then Jamar chase just wanted to double up again. You just talked about Kylan Hill. I think Khalil Herbert can do the exact same stuff, not quite as big and not quite the speed that Kylan Hill has, but really good receiving back. We saw this year, his final uh, fifth senior fifth year in college, a uh, red senior Uh, but also a very, very good runner, great vision, great footwork behind the line. So I'm big on Khalil Herbert. Then that puts Matt back up here on the clock at three. No, Dennis. I'm sorry. That puts Dennis up at three, five.
2: So at three, five, um, you know, now I, Now we're in best player available territory, kind of looking at team needs. Uh, At this point, I went ahead and went uh, Amari Rogers. I think he comes in as uh, a Debo Samuel type of player, Um, could do some damage in in the short area, but it's a decent receiver as well, can run some routes okay. Um, So I went ahead. I I like Amari Rogers at
3: the 305 is good value. Yeah, I thought that was a great pick, especially Matt. Matt mocked him to the Tennessee Titans when we did our two round. You know, so if you end up with a guy there, I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, just talk about the next Jarvis Landry with Ryan Tannehill, and you're getting him at three. You're getting him in the third round. That that's great value, Uh, Matt. That puts you up here though at three six and three seven. Yep. So at six,
3: you know, I had this uh, in the first round taking Wilson. Second round, getting Terrace Marshall. So I took a chance and went with uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, you know, take a shot on a running back. you're kind of in that upside range here. Uh, and then at 307 that position, uh, you know, we had them getting Kyle Pitts, and then going uh, with a wide receiver with Saint Brown. So I figure superflex time to grab a lottery ticket. QB. So with uh, future Chicago Bear Kyle
1: Trask. Yeah, again, I, I mean, I like Kyle Trask. So <coughs> we'll see what happens uh, with him. I don't, I don't love the landing spot Chicago, but you know, it's a great pick. Again, if he if he gets any kind of value in a superflex league, you'll be good to go there. And Chuba Hubbard was a former Heisman front runner for a while. He's got a lot of speed, right offense. You know. Guy that I really expect and and Ray GQ, Ray Garvin. Uh, he really thinks that he should go to Carolina to back up Christian McCaffrey. And if he goes there, I think he could he could produce for you a little bit. So that puts Dennis here with one of his last two picks at 308. So at,
2: at 308, now we're in the territory of if they get a shot, who might produce? And and while I am notoriously team big wide receiver. Uh, I went ahead and went Nico Collins out of Michigan. You know, what, he's like 6'4", 215. Played with terrible, 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 terrible quarterbacks at the University of Michigan. And, uh, you know, we saw Donovan Peoples-Jones flash a little bit last year, look good. I think Nico Collins could be in uh, for that same kind of uh, ascension if he lands in a spot with a good quarterback. You know, probably a late day two, Maybe an early day three pick. So he's going to go in. He's going to you know probably win a spot as a wide receiver four or five on a team. Give him a year to work his way up, and and I think Nico Collins could surprise.
1: Yeah, he, he could be a very good wide receiver. We we have a bad taste in our mouth, I think, because of, as you mentioned, Shea Patterson being his quarterback for a couple of years and then him opting out. Uh, but there's a lot of NFL people I've heard who really like him and a lot of people talking him up, so that could be a, another steal here late. Uh, that gives me my last two picks at 3-9 and three ten. At 3-9, I went uh, Shy Smith out of South Carolina. A little bit smaller guy, 5'10", 190, but good speed, really good hands. He's a guy that I've heard recently a lot of people talking about could get some decent draft capital. Uh, and at that point, I just want to grab him. Uh, you know, had really good years in college. Uh, kind of you could say the same thing there about uh, him with Nico Collins. He did not have great quarterback play but was still able to produce and produced alongside Brian Edwards as well while Brian Edwards was there. And, and he's a guy that a lot of us liked coming out last year uh and then my next pick tamori and terry he's big got the speed like if he puts it all together he could be a very very good nfl wide receiver 6'4, 210 i don't remember what his 40 was but it was very good he's just got the off-field issues that worry me but getting him here at 310 i think that's a great spot he's got all the upside in the world
2: yeah i think you know terry is in danger of being the next Doriel Green-Beckham. Very possible. Very possible. Hey, at,
1: in round three, I don't, you know, I, I think yeah. it's fair to take that shot here in round it's three. I don't does. think we're, we're not but going to round four. I'm not four, sad so I don't for
3: you. Have... I'm thinking of
1: his mother who just heard this. <laughs> we're sorry, Mrs. Terry. We're sorry. But all right, that puts Dennis up with his last pick here at five. I'm sorry, five. We're not in the fifth round. Three-eleven. So at three-eleven, I, I'm
2: down on this quarterback class. Um, I don't know that I'm going to draft, even in a lottery ticket scenario, anybody outside of the top five. I mean, I've got 20 teams. I'm sure I'm going to end up with at least one of these shithole quarterbacks at the end of the draft. But uh, at this point, with it only being a three-round draft, I, I went with a My Guy at 311, and I went Frank Darby, out of uh, Arizona State, wide receiver, six foot, 200 pounds. You know, he he's strong. He's put together. Uh, he looks like a little tiny uh, um, DK Metcalf. So, you know, I, I went and, you know, there's a lot of talk about he could potentially be better than Ayuk. I don't know if that's real or not, but we'll see what happens. And at 311...
3: You know, you're, you're, you're throwing darts. So what I hear you saying is we need to get you an I Heart Jamie Newman T-shirt <laughs> for draft season. Uh, so with the last pick, uh, three twelve, I took another kind of lottery ticket upside shot. John Wobb talked about Elijah Mitchell when he was on. I thought this was a good good spot to just throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah, I, I can see grabbing Plenty
2: of shares of him in
1: the fourth, fifth round. Yeah, after that pro day, a lot of people are very excited about him. And he's got speed. He's got very good all-around game. So he could be a really good grab here late. So we talked about at the beginning. We were going to try and make this a quick episode, as all three of us have uh, somewhere to be. I'm going to recap the... Draft really quick, and then we will head out of here. So Trevor Lawrence at 1, Justin Fields at 2, Najee Harris at 3, Jamar Chase at 4, Travis Etienne at 5, Zach Wilson at 6, Kyle Pitts at 7, Devonta Smith at 8, Trey Lance at 9, Javonte Williams at 10, Jalen Waddle at 11, and Mac Jones at 12 to round out the first round. In the second round, Rashad Bateman at 1, Elijah Moore at 2, Rondell Moore at 3, Kenneth Gainwell at 4, Trey Sermon at 5, Terrace Marshall at 6, Ra- Amon Ross St. Brown at 7, Kadarius Tony at 8, Tylen Wallace at 9, Pat Fryermuth at 10, Michael Carter at 11, and then Jamar Jefferson to round out the second round. Third round started with Brevin Jordan at 1, Kyle H- Kylan Hill at 2, Kellen Mond at 3, Khalil Herbert at 4, Omari Rogers at 5, Chuba Hubbard at 6, Kyle Trask at 7, Nico Collins at 8, Shai Smith at 9, Tamori Ontario at 10, Frank Darby at 11, and Elijah Mitchell at 12. We will be live next week uh, on Monday and Thursday. Thursday will probably be another short show. We're going to do some like draft prop bets and everything, getting everybody ready for the draft. And then after the draft, we'll come back and we'll recap how everything went, obviously, and we'll do another mock draft and see how some of these players may have shifted for us. Everybody, enjoy your weekends, and we will see you guys again on Monday. Prepare
0: for glory! I don't
1: know if you got your
0: popcorn. I came out the wrong line already. And he's the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Going up above his head. They can't jump the lead. Golly. Oh, they tackle him for 40 yards. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. Me! I can.